Hello, this is Min Lei. I'm the author of Drawn Together, illustrated by Dan Santet and published by Disney Hyperion. Welcome to The Yarn, a School Library Journal production. I'm Travis Yonker. When I sat down with author Min Lei in May of 2018, his latest book, Drawn Together, illustrated by Dan Santat, hadn't yet been published. It would go on to be one of the most beloved picture books of the year, garnering glowing reviews and picking up an Asian Pacific American Award for Literature at the 2019 Youth Media Awards. It's a book that holds a deep personal connection for Min, and came about under unusual race-against-the-clock circumstances. Min will explain in just a moment. This episode is part of our Unraveler series. In each episode, a book creator will take you inside one of their books. Their inspiration, fears, frustrations, epiphanies, the whole thing pulled apart. It's time to unravel, drawn together. It was right after Dan had, it would have been announced that Dan had won the Call the Cat. Um, and Brotem, our editor, had worked with Dan in the past and he, she was taking him out to celebrate. And I think over the course of their conversation, um, the idea of me and Dan working together came up. And, and Dan seemed, apparently thought that was a, a good idea or he was open to the idea. So I got a email from my agent, Stephen Barbara, saying, there's a possibility we can do, that you can do a book with, with Dan Santat we need two ideas within the next like two days <laughs> because we want to catch him before he goes on his like victory tour like there he's going to be inundated with all kinds of stuff um if he's interested we need to to give him something to to react to now and i had just come home from the hospital with my second son so that night <laughs> i was up i can remember i was in our reading room at like three in the morning, trying like bouncing around, trying to get my son to fall asleep, and just like furiously brainstorming, <laughs> like what kind of story could I send to hook a call a brand new call to cut winning author and illustrator? I was like, um, and I think it was kind of like those heightened emotions of having a newborn. My <clears throat> my grandparents were were getting older, and as a father, feeling very much like in that mode of thinking about intergenerational dynamics and all that. And it makes sense now that this is the kind of idea that, that popped out of those circumstances. So my, my youngest son, Ezra, gets, gets partial credit for the idea. So I think the first thing I wrote was like a two-sentence um, some like synopsis of just a boy and his... Um, grandfather have trouble communicating but discover a mutual love for art and and bridge the bridge the language gap through that <laughs> and just like that that two two sentence thing and I had the image of the boy drawing himself as like a, a wizard or like some character and the grandfather then drawing a picture of himself as a character from his childhood so that kind of the idea of the boy having this like fantasy life, this, this imaginative life, and you don't necessarily think of your grandfather having that same kind of thing, or like thinking of himself as like a, a hero or a superhero. So I wanted that kind of like that connection to kind of be what 
broke through and like they see each other for the first time they see their kind of like the inner workings of their themselves what's interesting is that originally the book was wordless <laughs> the way I had it in my head because I was like well oh, this is a book about being able to communicate without speaking so it should be wordless right um but then I was like, I, I can't make Dan do all the work. <laughs> so, and I, I really like how I'm working with, with Rotem. We figured out the, the right kind of balance. And the opening scenes have no, almost no words. Uh, or there's no narration. Um, and I think that really, for me, kind of ratchets up that tension, that like awkward silence. Um, and the hope is to make that silence very like palpable. Um, the, the grandson and the grandfather have this language gap where they, they can't communicate because they speak different languages. And that was very much um, kind of one of the primary dynamics of my relationship with my grandparents. So Vietnamese was actually my first language when I was a kid. And like there's video of me speaking Vietnamese much better than I do now when I was like four years old. But over time, I kind of like let that atrophy let that fade away and so my grandparents spoke primarily Vietnamese and I spoke primarily English so whenever I'd go to visit um, there'd always be kind of this um, this distance right um, so in the book at the beginning there's a lot of that awkward silence of them trying to communicate but not being able to to do so and that kind of awkward silence and tension was where this story came out of. I dedicate this to like all my grandparents, but it's inspired mostly by my paternal grandfather. It's, it's kind of ironic in that it's a, it's a book about an inability to communicate, and I didn't know how to talk to him about the book. Um, and I've, so my hope was to be able to hand him the book in its final form and be like and kind of like have that be the the bridge like what what kind of like drove the message home um unfortunately he passed away before the book was published so he was actually admitted to the hospital when the same week that I first got like some sketches from from Dan and so I printed out the all the artwork and kind of like cut it up into a dummy book, right? And like shipped it up to my <clears throat> to my grandparents or to my to my parents' house because my grandfather lived with him um, to to try to get something to him. Um, but unfortunately, he didn't quite recover in time to to see the book. Um, I was able to get up there and read it to him um, in his, he was in a coma. Um, so the hope is that there was on some level he was able to experience that. So that, that's something that I'll always think about. Um, but at the same time, for me, since the book is about 
how these relationships are so deep that they can exist beyond words. Um, there's a comfort in knowing that even if you didn't see this book, there was no doubt between either of us about like the, the depth of love that we had for each other. Working on this book has made him feel as present as ever, right? Because I'm thinking about him and working on this book and like, and so he has a daily presence in my life in a way that's really made grappling with his absence um, much different than if, if I weren't working on this type of project. So it feels like he's still very much present. And um, in the, on the dedication page, there's a picture of him. And <clears throat> when the final book came in, I was reading it with my, my family, my wife and my sons. And there's a picture of him. And Omko means um, great-grandfather in Vietnamese, right? So my youngest son, who's three, we opened the book. And he goes, oh, it's Omko. And he's smiling at me. <laughs> and my wife and I just like burst into tears. And just like the idea of him having a, a permanent spot on the bookshelf means, means the world to me. Thank you, Min Lei, for the interview. Thank you, Philip Stead, for creating our theme music. Additional music for this episode from the Free Music Archive. Have an idea for the show? You can contact us via email at theyarnpodcast at gmail.com and visit us online at the School Library Journal website. I'm Travis Yonker. Thanks for listening.